Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch, and uh, it's just going to be me today. Josh is uh, a little bit busy with the schoolwork. Uh, as it's getting to be that time of year, coming close to finals in the end of the semester. Uh, so I'm going to handle this one today, but we are going to talk about the reverse retro jerseys that were teased yesterday. Uh, in the Pacific Division. So we're going to start off with those, um, probably get into a little bit of Dylan Peterson talk, the Blues prospect, because he found himself on the top 100 players to watch in the NCAA this season. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. We'll probably talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to finish it off with none other than the Masters, because the Augusta Classic is happening uh, today and started yesterday. So without further ado, let's get into it. Now, I think... For me personally, I got to start off with the Anaheim Ducks jersey because, oh man, just seeing those, the teal and the, and the dark purple colors pop up on my timeline, nothing gives me more serotonin um, than that color scheme and that jersey and that logo all coming together. I mean, when you, when you talk about reverse retros and, and like retro jerseys in general, I think that's got to be like one of the first ones that people think of. Um... I know personally on my Hut team um, for NHL 21, I'm definitely using the white aways as the Anaheim Ducks, and obviously the Blues uh, clown jerseys as my homes. But I think th- this one's going to be hard to top. I mean, you look at the creativity. I mean, Arizona with the purple jersey. I feel like we haven't seen a purple jersey in a long time. The Kings kind of are doing a purple jersey as well. Um, but, man, I mean, just in terms of the magnitude that – that the that the mighty ducks jersey hits with like every time just doesn't miss and uh i think that's i think that's going to be awesome um for their team and the little snippets that arizona posted of their jersey reminds me a lot of like this like kind of desert theme that they've been going with and really the phoenix suns have kind of like delved into that too with their purple schemes um so i like the crossover there uh kind of building like a unity between both of those teams i think that's a cool look and it looks like they're going with the Gila Monster. I think I said that right. It's a G, but Gila Monster uh, logo patch on the shoulder. So that's pretty cool because I feel like we haven't seen that in a hot minute. Um, with the black border around it and the orange with almost like a, a white lightning bolt like through the middle. Um, so I feel like that's going to be awesome. Uh, the Calgary Flames dropped their teaser. Um, they're going with the white logo and all black jersey. Dude, I, I really think like especially in terms of like marketing and branding and all that stuff like it it's got to be kind of difficult to make a Calgary Flames jersey that isn't filthy but i mean anytime you put it against a black background it's really going to pop if you bring out those light colors and it looks like they're going with like a yellow trim around their logo at least on the shoulder it looks like they're going with a yellow trim around their logo and a white like base so that's really going to jump off the jersey and especially um when you're watching on tv i think they're going to look really really clean and obviously watching matthew kachuk flying around in those bad boys like 
that's going to be a sight for sore eyes for sure. Um, combined with the fact that they're already going back to like the red and yellow retros um, that that uh, Matthew was modeling earlier this offseason, I believe. Um, I mean, that, that team is going to be dripping. Doesn't even matter what jersey they wear <laughs> any night. Doesn't matter. Like, they're going to look clean. It's going to be disgusting. It will be interesting to see, though, if they change. Because, like, the, the, the C is on the shoulder, right? So, But they could potentially put a different logo on the chest. And I know a lot of um, Flames fans are thinking that it's going to be the Dragon. Uh, with the flames coming out of the nostrils, I think that would be a sick look, especially on a black base like that. Um, and then putting in like the red and yellow, maybe throwing some on the sleeves. I think that would look amazing. Um, so we'll see if they go that route. You never really know with these kind of things, uh, especially with Adidas. I feel like their sample size isn't large enough for us to really make um, a valid prediction. Everyone's just kind of like, spitballing here because their sample size is so small um but this is big for them because i feel like they've done i mean obviously they've done alternates for the teams and like third jerseys and stuff but really besides like the all-star game uh this is the first time that they've done like an entire overhaul of jerseys for the entire league at the same time um so i think it's going to be a big statement for them to kind of like give fans an idea of what that what I don't know what kind of like direction they're trying to go with the league and with the jerseys um, and how they market each team brand each team and brand their brand themselves in the process um, but it really feels like they're trying to go loud and fast like the league is trying to go to or like the league is molding into um, like speed based keep it loud electric all of that things put all your stars in the brightest colors make them pop off the ice as much as possible um, get people at home wearing the sweaters throwing the tarps on every chance they get uh, being proud in their team proud in their jersey and looking fly in the process and I think so far from what I've seen I have not seen a jersey where I was like ew what the hell are they doing so that's always a good sign um if you're not making waves in Twitter for how bad your jerseys are that's always <laughs> that's always a good thing especially with Adidas um but yeah I really think I really think these are gonna hit the mark right on like the nail on the head um and you can say what you want about the blues red jerseys but I think if it's done correctly, which it feels like it's going to be, um, these could end up being one of the most iconic jerseys in recent history, as opposed to the ones that we keep bringing back in historical, or in historical history, um, from the past. <laughs> um, speaking of the past, another team that's kind of drawing, well, obviously all these teams are drawing from the past, uh, but another iconic jersey, I believe when people think of the retros, is the... LA Kings like purple and yellow jerseys with the crown on it like the monarchy crown um, and from the looks of these screenshots I'm seeing from NHL uh, from the NHL's Twitter page it looks like that's the route that they're going to go down uh, I think that's going to look ridiculously clean uh, with a little bit of white piping in there as an accent uh, I mean, when you, like I said, it's kind of the same scenario with the Anaheim Ducks. It's like that that same era. When you think of those re, those retro jerseys, um, I feel like those are kind of the first ones that come to mind. The Sharks jersey looks pretty clean. Almost looks like night. It almost reminds me of the Kraken jersey a little bit, um, except obviously instead of like teal, they're going with. 
or not teal, but like the navy, like the dark teal. They're going with black, um, but the 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 teal accent is really popping off the page. But at the end of the day, I feel like all of these jerseys are going to look fantastic because Adidas has great taste. And another thing that has great taste is Built Go. Now, if you don't know about Built Go, you obviously haven't been listening to this show very much because we talk about it all the time because it is fantastic. I just used it the other day before my workout. We were doing a little we we're doing a little push, pull, and then legs action, right? So it was Monday and I did push and I was like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it today. I'm not feeling up to myself. It was early. I was a little bit tired. But I grabbed my built go to help me break through that wall because my wall was energy and I felt like I needed more. So I threw down some built go um, put together a pretty solid workout, especially since I hadn't been back in a minute. Um, but it felt fantastic. And not only did it give me energy, but it gave me protein on top of it. So it's a two for one deal. And uh, as opposed to those other five hour energies or those pre-workouts, you don't get that crash feeling afterwards. It's a lot more natural for the body. So they have three delicious flavors. You can get peanut butter, honey, which is what I threw down. It was so smooth, fantastic, amazing, felt great. Especially in the morning, some of those some of those ripe flavors, they don't be hitting the same. Um, they also have chocolate coconut and chocolate mint. And they come in 1.5 ounce packages so they can literally fit anywhere, in your pocket, in your shoe, in your golf bag, uh, whatever you need. If you're, if you're at the Masters, you can throw it in there. Uh, whatever you need to help break through that wall, whatever your wall may be. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, and collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach so you're not getting nauseous at 7 a.m. when you're trying to go work out. It's loaded with good stuff to ignite my workout, like beta alanine, which is in pre-workout. It's in every, pre, every pre-workout. It also has B3 honey and a big old kick of caffeine to get you going. Um, and it keeps you going all day. It's got B6, B12, 10,000% of your daily percentage. Um, and the collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. And the stuff literally makes you look better. So if you're trying to, you're trying to get it all together, if you're trying to get those workouts in, you're trying to just look better, feel better during a pandemic, during COVID, during all of that stuff, when it's weighing on your mental built go is the way to go so visit built.go.com and use the promo code locked all caps and you'll get 20 percent off your next order use promo code locked l-o-c-k-e-d for 20 percent off at builtgo.com for all of our listeners because we appreciate you guys so much tell them we sent you built go promo code locked check it out it's amazing it'll change the way you work out and it'll change the way you energize throughout the day i promise i guarantee it all right moving on to the next jersey i feel like this one is probably the most controversial uh maybe not most controversial but a lot of people keep talking about this one uh maybe it's because it's a canadian team maybe it's because of the fact that they're potentially doing something that a lot of teams haven't really delved into uh as of yet but a lot of people in vancouver canuck circles keep talking about this jersey in particular um and I think it sounds like they're going to go with a gradient. Um, the green to the blue on the chest, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty solid 
um, transfer, you know, because they're kind of on the same spectrum when it comes to like colors, like they're almost in the same palette. So the, the they kind of blend together really well. I think this is the one in particular that I've seen the most uh, mock-ups and renderings and photoshops on on Twitter, uh, just in general, because obviously Vancouver's got some crazy fans over there that uh, love going nuts for their team. Um, but every single one that I've seen has been pretty nasty. Uh, so I have high hopes for this one. And honestly, like uh, green and blue are like probably two of my favorite colors. Uh, so anytime you got that color scheme going for you, in my mind, you're always going to look clean. Um, but I am really excited to see what kind of direction they go with this. I am interested to see too if they ever bring the Johnny Canuck logo back because I feel like that thing is underrated. Um, and especially when it, when it comes to like retros and stuff, I think that, that logo really, really, really resonates with the 90s, I think. Um, and I feel like they've, they've constantly used, I feel like they use the Orca a lot and they don't use a lot of their other logos. Um, so it, I'll be interested to see if they go a, a different route here or if they stick with uh, kind of what they know and what they're used to. Uh, and finally, Las Vegas. Now, if you're asking yourself, how can Las Vegas have a reverse retro when they've been a team for like approximately four years? Um, the Las Vegas Thunder were an affiliate team. Um, so I believe that's where they're drawing the inspiration for this jersey from. And I think the leaks uh, the leaks that have been circulating on Twitter have been pretty close to home uh, of like what design they're going with. So it's a red jersey, which obviously right off the bat, you're gonna get flack for that as we've seen as Blues fans. Um, but their logo has kind of like a, a, a compass star in the middle and then um, slicing through it are two swords. Um, I think that logo is pretty sick, honestly. And there's, and there's, there's like a red accent inside of it that kind of meshes really well with the jersey. Um, and then they've obviously got the gold, black, and gray stripes going along it with white numbers. I think this jersey, honestly, uh, I like it a lot better than their golds, than their thirds. And I, I know, like, the, the metallic flake and all that stuff um, is supposed to be really cool, like, aspects of that third jersey. But really, at the end of the day, like, it looks like spoiled mustard or, like, I don't know. It just, it, I mean, anytime you go with yellow jerseys, you run the risk of running out there and looking, like, just skating mustard bottles. And I feel like a lot of people didn't like that with the Preds. Um... Just because also like the yellow against the white ice all the time just looks so, so strange. I think, and for the record, I think that uh, Vegas's jerseys are better than the Preds were, but at the same time, these red jerseys are really gonna pop. And I think the callback to history too, especially for a team that's so new and kind of going back to like, essentially where hockey started in Las Vegas, right? Um, I think that's a fun callback too. And I think, I think fans there and hockey fans there are really gonna enjoy that and really enjoy these jerseys because of that. All right, and moving right along, um, post dispatches, Jim Thomas tweeted out today that recent Blues draft pick Dylan Peterson um, made Sports Illustrated's top 100 NCAA players to watch for the 2020-21 season. He is ranked number 84 on the list, and they say he has great size, great hands, and a fantastic toolbox uh, for the St. Louis Blues development team to build on. 
Now, just a reminder for everybody at home, because it feels like the draft was years ago, even though it was like a couple, what, a month ago. Um, <laughs> um, Dylan Peterson is a 6'4", 6'4", center um, that the Blues took in the third round with the 86th overall pick. He'll be playing at Boston University this season. Um, so he's definitely going to get a lot of people looking at him uh, this year. But last season, he played on the U.S. National under-18 team, and he played 45 games, had 8 goals, 17 assists uh, for 25 points. So, And from the sounds of it, from the scouting reports that I'm looking at, um, it, it seems that he likes setting up shop kind of like right in front of the net. Uh, bringing that net front presence that we've talked about uh, with Pat Maroon that we talked about during the Stanley Cup um, that we felt like made a bigger difference for Tampa Bay um, than possibly it led on at the beginning because a lot of people had, like me included, had Dallas kind of having all the momentum going into that series because of the the quality of the opponents that they faced. But I, th- I think Pat Maroon and kind of just clearing out the cobwebs in front of the net there and um, being a force to be reckoned with and people having to pay attention to him really made an impact. And I think if Dylan Peterson can mimic that in any way, um, he's going to be a viable asset to the St. Louis Blues team, especially with the system that they run um, and the power play that they run too, I feel like uh, directly caters towards a player like that because they don't really take one-timers because they don't really rip shots left and right. They're looking for the... They're looking to pass it around and get those greasy goals all the time that seem to, that seem to find the back of the net. Um, so, I mean, the potential is there. I feel like this is a good system for him to thrive in. Um, but it'll, it'll definitely be fun. I'll definitely be keeping my eye on him at Boston as he enters his first season in the NCAA. But we are getting to the end of this episode, so we're going to take another break from a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this one up with some green jacket talk. A little bit of the Masters. Be right back. All right, getting into a little bit of golf talk, kind of a kind of untouched territory on the Locked On Blues podcast. But considering Masters is one of the biggest days um, in the golf world and the sports world, really, I feel like everyone just likes me, myself included. I don't really watch golf, but anytime the Masters come around, I, I just find myself laying around all day, uh, drinking a couple beers, popping some pizza rolls, in the, and just watching golf all day because it's exciting watching these guys. Um, try to summit the mountain of essentially what's like the high point of their careers um so abraham answer is currently leading the way uh he's been having an absolutely fantastic day especially because i think this is if i'm not mistaken this is his first masters um so for him to be leading the pack and making the shots that he's been making today um nothing short of remarkable really so um big props to the dude uh, Cameron Smith is also right up there. I believe he's neck and neck with Abraham Answer. They've been kind of jostling back and forth along with Justin Thomas. Uh, so that top three is kind of leading the way right now. Definitely some names to keep an eye on. Um, 
But honestly, it's still anybody's game. I mean, Tiger's five under, I believe, currently. Phil Mickelson's right there, too. And so is, uh, and uh, Kepka's right there with them as well. So, I mean, there's still, there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of wiggle room. Um, it's, it's not over yet, but I would definitely keep an eye on Answer, uh, Smith, and Thomas in the next coming rounds. So, something that is worth mentioning, though, that absolutely blew up. Um, I believe it was three days ago, possibly. Yeah, three days ago. John Rahm. So on, on the 16th hole at Masters, everyone stays skipping the ball, right? Across the little pond, try to get it on the green. Uh, it's a nice little fun. I mean, not really fun because there's a lot at stake, I guess. Um, but it is kind of a cool, like, uh, just watching guys skip a ball across a lake, essentially, and trying to get it as close as possible to a pin. I mean, that's chaotic as it comes, right? John Rahm steps up. Skips the mug across the entire lake, throws it onto the green, does a half circle back around towards the hole, hits the pin, and goes in for a hole-in-one. Just absolutely electric stuff. And you don't even have to, like, watch golf at all or, like, have never watched golf before to be like, damn, that was intense. Like, I don't think I could... <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't throw the ball like that any better. And he comes up there, hits it with a wedge, and just absolutely smokes it, drains it. Thanks for coming. Kobe's it. Hole-in-one at the Masters on a skip shot. Like, just... just just the things you dream about. It's got to be like on top tier of like a golfer's pipe dream. It's like, you know what would be sick? A hole in one. But you know what would be even cooler? Skipping that mug across a pond first and then just watching it in front of like a massive crowd on one of the biggest stages in golf. Like that, that is just electric to me. Um, and that was awesome watching that video. But it's, another thing that's awesome is you guys. So I want to say thank you to each and every one of you uh, for tuning in to today's episode. We appreciate it a lot. Um, I think we're doing a double feature today. Uh, so make sure to check out the next episode because I believe Josh will be coming up here soon. But as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Twelter15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But as always, let's go Blues.